Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm your host, Sammy Womack, a nationally recognized money expert, budgeting coach, and your very own hype squad. I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Just a reminder that everything discussed in today's episode will be linked in the episode show notes. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at A Sunny Side Up Life. And if you're ready to take control of your money and need guided instructions, check out my free budgeting challenge by going to asunnysideuplife.com. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another great interview. Today, I have Kaylee Maloney from Believe and Budget on the podcast. Kaylee is a budget expert who found the joy in life helping others live a lifestyle within their means and also live their dreams. She fully believes you should listen, step out, find out and take chances. Living tiny was always on her bucket list and so was traveling the U.S., which is exactly what her and her family are doing full time and debt-free. Haley is going to share a little insight into her lifestyle and a few budgeting tips with us. So let's welcome her to the podcast. All right. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, Like we were saying before we hit record, we've talked on Instagram for so long. So I'm very excited to get to know you a little better. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, Sammy, for inviting me. Yes, of course. So give us a little bit of a background of who you are, a little bit about your story, and then we'll we'll dig into the specifics. But give us a little the cliff notes first. Yeah, for sure. I'm Kaylee Maloney, and I'm a budget expert with Believe in Budget. I am married with my amazing spouse, Tom Maloney, and we full-time travel in our RV with our two kids, our dogs, um, over the past four years in our tiny 32 foot classy RV. And <laughs> I praise the Lord with all my heart because he has done all this wonder in our life and I couldn't do it without him. We have had to have total faith and trust him in the journey. And I depend on him and thankful yeah. for him allow us to be debt free. I love that. That is awesome. And I think I don't remember actually how long we've kind of been keeping up with each other. But I don't know if I started following you or which one happened first. But I know I follow several RV people. And anyone who's kind of familiar with our story, um, we are big campers, we have we've never been full time RVers, but we've always kind of like we've toyed with the idea we love camping. And all of that. So I genuinely enjoy following people kind of like a living vicariously through people who are full time RVers. So I'm always kind of fascinated with your story and, you know, watching you kind of raise your kids. And it's just really fun. Yes, it's fun to full time live. Um, Just like living in a house, though, we still have problems and things come up. But yes, I I like camping and I like the people that can't do. So tell us a little bit about the background of like, you said four years. So what kind of prompted this and what was life kind of like before all of this tiny living? The cost of living in Virginia was outrageous. And now it's even higher. That's kind of what prompted this tiny living journey. I had always wanted to live tiny, but I I didn't know how I was going to do it kind of thing. Um, Yeah. Both me and my husband, we 
were both renting at the time. And so we both had these huge hefty more uh, rent payments and we didn't know like the next step, you know, we didn't want to buy a house. We didn't want to continue to rent. We didn't know really what to do. Um, and you know, probably being firstly married, you're, yes. you're like, Oh, I'm so in love. And yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a down payment saved. And our, we just cash funded our cars and our wedding. And I was like, I don't want to be house poor. Like what are yeah. we supposed to do? And so, yeah, that is exactly how it started. My spouse and I wanted to manage money together, but we just didn't want to be house broke. So you, you guys know? did this as newlyweds. I don't think I realized that. So this was yeah. like basically your whole your whole marriage. You've lived tiny living. Wow. I didn't realize that it was it was that long. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you know, like if you want a good icebreaker, like to know that your marriage is like <laughs> nice and hard and steady, like just jump into an RV. Like you will find out that you have to just let things go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the clothes on the floor isn't going to bother you anymore kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's, I can, I can semi relate because we were talking about, you know, my husband is offshore. So when he's home for his three weeks home, he's home 24 seven, he's here and I homeschool my kids. And so even that amount of time that we spend together and I work from home, we are home like 95% of the time on top of each other. At least now we're in a medium sized house, but we were like five years and 600 square foot tiny house, which not as small as you guys, but still people are like, you guys are crazy. Are you not like killing each other? Are the kids not strangling each other? What is happening? And honestly, those tiny living years were some of the best years. It strengthened our marriage. It strengthened our family. The girls, of course, they irritate each other, but they got closer. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, is that similar for you guys? Yeah, it's definitely so much similar. Like the 300 square foot that we're in, like you just have to remind yourself, like do not keep buying stuff. Yeah. Because the more stuff you buy, like the struggles are real. Like you said, like, but those memories, the the hugs and the the, the love that you create in those small spaces, it's just like breathtaking. And what's really funny about the kids is people kind of freaked out about us being a family five and uh, the kids, all three sharing a room. And they were like, how, you know, especially with them being homeschooled, like they don't really get breaks from each other. And the most hilarious thing is they all had their own beds, but I don't know how many times (laughs) I would catch two or all three of them in the same bed asleep. Like I'd wake up, I'd go to bed, they'd be in their own beds. I'd wake up, they'd be in each other. Well, we had a sleepover. You had a sleep. You're literally sleeping right next to each other. That's not good enough. No, we all had to have a sleepover in June's bed when she was on the top bunk or something. And I'm just like, because a hundred square foot bedroom was not close enough. Okay. So that's just like a testament to kids are adaptable. And if you're happy, they're happy. And it was really, it was really great. You guys kind of feel that way with your kids kind of like, do they like irritate or are they pretty, they love the the small space? My three-year-old right now, she, she's always like, Ribby, no play, no play. But then like, when we're all like in our bedroom, like the only bedroom there is. Yeah. 
like it's all like oh Ruby come lay by me you know come give me a hug Ruby I want you here and so it's I love it it's being sisters so you guys you haven't stayed in the same place the whole time right you've kind of moved around tell us a little bit about that yeah correct so we started out our adventure in Virginia And we lived there stationary for two years while we were paying off our RV. Okay. Um, And then like we had the doors open the same day with um, our work camping position and we volunteer for free and it's our way of serving the community. We we did it in New Hampshire first and then we went to Utah. So we like a six month stay because we can really get into a community and meet people. I really like, sometimes I am so like open that I'm like, Hey, can I get your phone number? And I don't even get their names yet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because that has how my life has been is just meet friends really quick and know them because I love it. It matters. Yeah. Yeah. That is so awesome. So what's, what's kind of your favorite place that you've been? You guys, I know you guys also kind of do some exploring, adventuring when you have some free time. So tell us a little bit about that. What are some of your favorite places that you've been? Yeah. So my favorite place is Acadia National Park. I went there um, for my 30th birthday and I was, remember I was pregnant with Rivlin and it actually happened after a miscarriage. So it was like a really hard time at the beginning. So like, it was just a way of releasing all of those emotions, um, the sad moments and then the good moments. And just like looking at the ocean and like Mm -hmm. God's creation is like so crazy. And it is surreal. Like the, the mountains and the rocks and the waves crashing. Yeah, we I mean, we're surrounded by trees. I mean, even we literally we live in a subdivision and we have half an acre. We have gosh, I don't even know, maybe 50 or more trees on this half an acre. Like I mean, they're we're packed in trees. And I mean, they call the section of East Texas that we live in the piney woods. So mm-hmm. we're surrounded by trees, we're surrounded by nature. We have lakes in every direction, three lakes within driving distance. I mean, that's uh, like, we're part uh, part of nature. That is part of our life. It's part of our family. It's part of our debt-free story. It's part of our spiritual journey. Like it's everything. And that's kind of how we are too. I feel like, especially during everything we've gone through the past couple of years with COVID and just the uncertainty and the whole world just feels really scary. And so I feel like when we got kind of overwhelmed, that would be like, that's where we would go. We would take the kids on like a hike through the trees or we would take the boat out on the lake. And I remember the very first weekend of COVID lockdowns, that's where we went. We're like, you know what? We're going to the lake and we went and we anchored out in the middle of the lake. Absolutely no one as far as you could see. And we just sat there yeah. like just the five of us. And we're like, OK, we're going to be OK. We're, we just need to like reconnect, you know, and that that is just us in a nutshell. And that's I will tell anyone I'm like texting someone and they're having a hard day. I'm like, have you been outside today? <laughs> that is so true. Like anybody that like my budget clients, like I will tell them, like, just get grounded outside. Like, even if you're not a nature person, like just take a 10 minute walk outside, like 
you yeah. will find so much glory in that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm just the, I've been telling my mother-in-law recently, like, oh, I get it. I get why you want to just sit outside and like watch the birds and drink your coffee all day. And I was like, I am a 60 year old woman. Okay. No, no, that's good. You know, if God provides for the birds, then he can provide for me and you too. True. True. Yes. And it's just like, you need those reminders that like, it's all around. Everything is, uh, it's just, it's amazing. So what about any bad trips? Because I've, I've told stories on the podcast about our bad camping trips. I don't know if I've told all of them, <laughs> but it feels like anytime that camper was hitched up to our truck, it was just asking for something. <laughs> it was like our, our test or something. So what, tell us a little bit about like the bad side of maybe living in a camper, any, any stories to share? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start, Um, (laughs) but like, like a house. Okay. So we own this RV. Um, Things happen all the time. Like right now we need to fix our toilet because we are potty training our three-year-old and the toilet, if you flush it, it, it doesn't close off the water all the way. So okay, it yeah. a certain way. And <laughs> like, that is on our wish list right now. Like we can fix it obviously, but like, it's something like you just like dread to fix because it's not yeah. fun to fix. No, that's not so, a fun way like, to spend money anyway. Yeah. No. no. And I know it's only like $200, but $200 is like $200. <laughs> no. Even when you're debt free, you know, like you, you just don't want to spend money on that. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we, I could, I could stay here and tell you a laundry list of horror stories about, um, I think probably the most traumatic was the time that we were in Oklahoma. We're like four ish hours away and we went to load up. Everything had been fine with like the trip was suspiciously easy. Uh-huh. So when we go to pack up, um, our living room slide out wouldn't come in. And it's huge. I mean, it's not one that you can just push. Like it has to be on the, you know, on the button. It would not come in. It would happen to us too. (laughs) It was. And then we're, we're calling, we're like, I'm Googling like service people. Someone's like, oh, we could come out. We could come out in about like a week. That was the only other, everybody else was like, we don't service your area. Um, And we were just like, what do we do is checkout time. And the people who had our spot after us were circling, waiting for us to get out. Cause obviously oh, we're no. past the time at this point. And we <gasps> sat there for over an hour and Daniel's like, let me just try one more time. And he had like replaced the fuse and tried it one more time. And it went in and we're both like, wait, what happened? We still don't know. It just magically started happening. And we're like, don't ask any questions. Just get in the truck. Let's go home. Yeah. You know what I have found? This is so creepy, but like every single time, like me and my husband are like not agreeing on something or we're fighting. Like there's something that goes wrong and like, we have to be able to work together. Like on mother's day, we had a flat tire Mm -hmm. and it was because me and him were like arguing about the rumble bars. And I was like, the good Lord <laughs> had to just get us a flat tire in the middle of nowhere. Like this yeah. was supposed to be an easy two hour trip. Yeah. And now we're, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's always like, it's like a Testament. I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's like, well, you're going to go through this trial. 
let's see how you guys get through it. And of course, we're always like, let's well, let's fight about it. Of course, let's get irritated at each other about it. But there's there's so many stories. And then people are like, I don't know how many people have told us like that's that sounds like a lot of work or with our boat, the same thing. I just I owned a boat once and it was just a lot of work. I owned a camper once. It was just a lot of work. And we're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a lot of work, but <laughs> it's kind it's of work. It has its moments. It's it it creates those memories and the kids will always remember it and remember the the nature and learning Definitely. outside and all of that. We want them to be lifelong learners, you know? So that's yes. why we teach them. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so tell us like, I know your kids are still pretty young, but do you guys plan on doing this forever? What do you see in the future? Tell us a little bit about your plans. So we go back and forth. Um, we really do love this lifestyle. I mean, I love not having bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, us, we're camping. We don't have rent. We don't have utilities. Yes, we pay for it all with our time. Um, so that's like our giving. But, you know, as a mom, you want to do the best for your kids. And we try our best too. Um, we really just want to feel like secure and comfort. Yeah. Um, And I guess I don't want to feel the guilt later on. And that's really the enemy coming into our family and our relationships. But like, I enjoy life as it is right now. Right. Um, But I have a feeling that, you know, everything comes to an end and it comes to a season. And so um, I just have to say like Ecclesiastic says it best and perfectly because it says suddenly I realized that someday that I get everything that I've worked hard for, for so long, then I started hating it all and feeling depressed. Mm, that's a good um, one. That's like not what we're here for. Like yeah. we're here to love each other and just like enjoy the life that we're given. Um, and we just need to do that. And so yeah. if you would ask if this was forever, like I did, I had my plans set. <laughs> I was going to go to Nebraska next. We are going to go enjoy our family. That's where my family's from. Yeah. And we are going to go down South to Texas. And then we are going to go up to PA. Yeah. But God closed those doors really fast on us and opened the doors to stay here in Colorado. So we're just trying to step out in faith. And we actually just looked at a house and put an offer in, um, but we kindly walked away from it. So I don't know what our future holds. (laughs) I love that, that honesty and reality of like, we'll see like where our path is supposed to go. And we have done so much of the same thing. Um, You know, we have put offers in properties and it didn't work out. And we're like, well, it wasn't meant to be. That wasn't where our family was supposed to be. Um, Like, I know a lot of people who have kept up with our story probably know that we have bought land and we're like, we're going to build, we're going to build. Well, then the pandemic happened and then inflation happened. And then we kind of came across the house that we're in now looked at it, put an offer in the same day, like no intentions of buying a house. It just was, it just fell into our lap. It was presented in front of us and we were like, this feels right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, now we're like, about it. it's, yeah, it's just, you know, you have to just kind of like, just know that that's your, where you're supposed to go. 
And now we're like, maybe we're not even going to build. Maybe we're just going to stay here. But also is so amazing to be at this point in your debt-free journey and have options. And I think that's like the empowering part. That's where it's like, oh, this is why we did this. Okay. You are so right on that empowerment. Like I remember, I know you're going to get into it in a little bit about our debt-free story, but I remember those messy moments, you know, like the, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like I am feeling defeated. Feeling, Yeah. And really feeling like you're backed into a corner. You have maybe one option. There were a lot of times where I feel like I didn't have any options of like how to get out of it, which we were, you know, we were like a lot farther into our marriage. We already had two kids. Like it was very messy. And before we kind of like started to get out of it, but it's not a good feeling to feel like, Oh, I'm backed into a corner. We have no options to ask for a favor for the options that we do have or something. And now we're like, actually we could go this way. We could go that way. We could stay where we are. We could, And then that's a whole different world where we, my husband and I really, we have to stop ourselves every once in a while and go, isn't it great to have options though? Like, yes, this is overwhelming and, and I'm kind of like not wanting to make this big decision, but like we have options. That's incredible. Like, look at how far we've gone. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And it, it, it is eye opening, you know? So like me, even with other people, I'm always like, what are your blessings? Like there are, there is a little blessing, even if you don't have the options, like the simple thing, like you're getting to feed your kids or you get to have a roof over your head, warm water, heat. You know, sometimes we run out of propane in the middle of the night. (laughs) I have to call my husband and be like, Hey, uh, can you come home and change the propane? We are out two o'clock in the morning and I have a crying baby. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, it's so nice to have warm water. Oh, it's so nice to have heat. And all of a sudden you're like grateful for all of those things again. And It's yeah, that's kind of how we were like moving from our small house to this house. I mean, it's 1400 square feet. I consider it medium size. Some people will probably still consider it small, but we literally doubled our square footage and we're just like, we have so much room. Like, what do we, what do we do? And there was really where we didn't know where the other one was. We're like, you're on way on the other side of the house. And That's insane. I yes. cannot even imagine like no. It, that gives me fear almost. Like stop talking about that. <laughs> I, know. I know it is different when your kids are seven, nine, and twelve, and you're like, okay, go to the other side of the yeah, house. That's true. And that's you're like true. kind of fine that they're out of your shot, but when they're babies, <laughs> that's different. Definitely, definitely. So okay, so take us into your debt-free journey a little bit more. Just kind of start to finish. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I remember um, really being in a huge storm. Um, like my first debt-free journey, like I've been in several debt-free journeys, you know, your, your yeah. single journey, but I'm going to start kind of with our marriage. Um, my husband didn't have any debt, but he was upside down in his car. Um, And that car died right outside of my apartment, you guys. And so I just had that feeling of like, I have the money to buy a car with cash. Like 
I'm supposed to give this boyfriend of like maybe two months my car. Like, Lord, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, let's do that. Um, my I called my sister, I remember, and she's like, just do it. Like, worst thing that could happen is that you get married and then you have kids, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, or he leaves you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, like it could work. So me giving my car was the day that he knew that he was going to propose to me kind of thing. Wow. Like, the the love, the giving that you did, like you did not have to give me your car. He's like, that's when I knew you were going to be my, my love forever. Yeah. And so I was already debt free. Um, I was in student loan debt before and credit card debt. Um, but this journey to start um, with the RV, that's when we kind of got into debt together. So um, we bought the RV for $50,000. Um, we looked at the RV at like in November. And I remember saying like, if this RV is still available in March, let's just deep dive and buy this RV. Like, yes, I know we're going to get back into debt as a marriage, like, but I think we're supposed to do it. So we got there and, um, we got a five-year loan and we were both having jobs. So like, it was an easy kind of thing. And then it switched when I got pregnant and had an ember. Yeah. Had ember. And then I decided to stay home and we were just paying on one person's income for the, the loan. So it was hard, um, but that's kind of how we fell into the work camping and paying yeah. off the RV in two years, which was three years early. Um, yeah, that's fast. Yeah, yeah, we did pay it off fast. Um, but overall, it felt really, really good. Um, and we, I remember celebrating the small celebrations, like the 45,000, the, the 30,000, mm-hmm. the 25, you know, the whole way down because we didn't want to kind of do the, the fast paced kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. We wanted to enjoy our trips as we were home based in Virginia. So we wanted to enjoy the ocean and the mountain yeah. in between all of that. So I mean, we, that sounds like a good balance though. I mean, still doing 50,000 in two years is pretty fast i mean i'm assuming like you didn't have by that time you guys didn't have any other debt though it was just that just the camper yeah just the camper so still still fast (laughs) yeah throughout my entire journey we had a hundred i've added it up before a hundred and twelve thousand dollars um but i mean each season has a different story so yeah um, there comes to be life, you know, like, of course, when we get a mortgage, we're going to have to go back into debt. Um, right. We definitely haven't saved up like 200,000, you guys. Right. So it's not realistic. No. no. Yeah. We, yeah. We kind of, we kind of done the same thing. You know, we had like our different seasons, like we were, we had like our 490,000 in debt to start. We started like selling things, paying off credit cards. We started, we rented our house. So we had like zero debt for a while and then we bought our land and now we have our house and our land. And we're like, we're back in like 300 or something thousand dollars of debt. 
But what's crazy, though, is when you do it intentionally, it's much different than I was living a crazy lifestyle versus now I thought it through. I did it in a smart way and it feels very different. It does feel different. And, you know, like being able to manage the money that you're given is what we should do. Um, Make a plan with our money, not just go out and spending, you know, like I had a Starbucks addiction when I got out of college and I spent like $300 at Starbucks. Like people joke about it, but it really did. It was eye opening to me when I first tracked my money. And now instead of Starbucks, I get a 99 cent iced coffee from McDonald's. I was just telling my daughter that the other day we were at McDonald's. That's their like go-to always. And I was like, she said something and she was like, they have coffee here. And I was like, I've actually heard a lot of people say their coffee is good. And she's a a coffee girl too. And I was like, we should try their coffee someday. So it's funny you say that. Maybe I'll have to give their coffee a try. But if you download the app. There you go. Frugal frugal (laughs) tip of the day. I love it. I love it. I'm just like such a control freak about my coffee that I'm like, you guys just don't do it right. Like even like Starbucks, Dunkin', wherever. I'm like, you guys don't do it right. I'm just going to make it at home. And plus, I'm like, I'm too lazy to leave the house to go get coffee. How do you guys drive? Even like five or 10 minutes. How do you guys physically drive in the morning before you've had coffee? I do good to walk to the kitchen. So that helps my coffee, my control freak and my laziness. There you go. That is so true. Like <laughs> you know, when I have an emotional spending. Like if I spend on emotions because, you know, I am human and yeah. I do that. Um, I make sure that I leave my wallet at home. Mm. Like I just take my driver's license because like if it's at home in the drawer, I like think like, oh, I'm going to go run to Target. I can easily blow a hundred dollars in Target. So if I just leave yeah. it, I say, "Oh, I don't have my wallet." You know, like yes. spend it. Yes, that actually makes me think of another tip. I don't know that I've shared on here before, so we'll just go ahead and share it. Um, I'm really about when I start. I start scrolling on Instagram, like a lot of us do, and yeah. I see this girl in these cute jeans or a cute shirt or whatever those influencer stylish girls that are way more stylish than me and I'm like oh, oh she looks goodness. so cute in that I bet I bet that would look kind of cute on me and so I follow her link and I go and look at it and before you know it and so I started adding things to a list instead of adding them to a, the cart and so I have like a oh, clothes list like Sammy list and most of the time I never even go back and look at it but it gives you that like dopamine hit of like I clicked the link I looked at it on Amazon I found my size and I clicked again but I added it to the list and not the cart and then I'm like and also when I'm ready to buy you know winter clothes or summer clothes or whatever it'll be there and if I still want it it'll be there nine times out of ten I don't go back every once in a while I do but like yeah but I get that little dopamine of like, I'm not going to lose it. I'm not going to forget it. It's still there. I got to click the link. There you go. Yeah, that is so good. That reminds me, we have a wish list. And you know, like even the smallest things, like if it's over $100, me and my husband, that's our threshold. Um, yeah. It's $100 because being in debt or being out of debt, that is the thing like that can make or break somebody's budget kind of really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not even that you have an emergency fund. Like, yes, we have an emergency fund, but a hundred dollars does take a lot of time to work for. Yeah. Most of the people, it's more than one hour of work. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's several hours of work if you look at it that way. So a, a list over a hundred dollars and we communicate about it. Hey, should we go ahead and buy this or should we not kind of thing? And also, I think with like clothes and, and kind of more some things that are kind of in that gray area, they're a little bit frivolous, but you do kind of need them. I think that's where people struggle a lot. You're like, well, I need clothes. OK, but yeah. you don't need that many and you don't need them that expensive or whatever the case is. And so sinking funds help us a lot with that, too, because I'm like, I know that I can grab from the sinking fund if I randomly see a shirt I want or something like that yeah, or that my so husband true. has like a shoe thing he loves to buy shoes so he'll just like randomly order shoes and he's like well it was in the sinking fund you know I know we, it comes from the clothes budget it's fine <laughs> so me I love shoes I RV life has definitely helped me with my shoe addiction mm-hmm. like oh my gosh I had so many shoes and now I only have like uh, 10. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then same with like us living in the small house. I mean, we got rid of like 70 at least percent of our stuff. And so you're really, when you're paring down from 3,200 square feet to 600, you're, you got to make a lot of decisions and you really start to like realize what's important. And then what was really crazy was I would clean the house or do like a, a deep clean, a purge or whatever. And I could still pull out multiple trash bags full of either donation or trash in 600 square feet. I'm like, how? Where does it come from? It's so true. Like if I ever feel like overwhelmed or like the weight of the world is on me, like I just clean a room Purge session. Yes. <laughs> yes. It just makes me feel so much better. Like you get content with the stuff that you have, like cleaning out my car, you know, like if I have a clean mm. car, it makes me appreciate that car even more than if I left it messy because with kids yes. in reality, there is Always an old apple that I find in the uh, middle of the uh-huh. seat. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a like a cup in the back seat with like moldy apple juice that, like, rolled <laughs> under the chair. You're like, what happened? But yes, when when we started, we both have we have older vehicles. Mine's an 07. My husband's is a 12. So they're older. They both have over 200,000 miles. But we take care of them. And right now is a bad example because my cart is pretty messy because my husband's about to come I home do. and he always cleans it for me when he's home. So it's, it's today's oh, such an act of love. I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. He'll go like pick up the groceries when he's home. I'm like, what took you so long? Oh, I ran your car through the car wash and I got you gas. Oh, okay. That's how you keep um, a 15 year marriage alive. That's how you do yes. it. Those little, those little acts of love are like what keeps it what keeps it going? So right now is a bad example because I need him to come home and clean my car. Um, but yes, it, it does. It helps you like appreciate what you have. And sometimes it's like, no, you really don't need a new pair of shoes. You need to wash the shoes that you already have. It's things like that. It's like, no, throw your tennis shoes in the washer. That's what you need to do instead of buying a, another $50 pair. But I know my husband, we just, I, I just have this pair of fav- my favorite green pants. Mm. They went through the wash and they have stains on them. Like, I don't even know what kind of stains they are. Like, 
they must have like There's no telling. something was in the laundry and I'm so sad and my husband's like just go buy yourself a new pair of jeans yeah. I'm like okay yeah yes Thank you for filling up my love tank because you're right. I do need a new pair of jeans. So let me go buy a new pair of jeans. Like, But it makes I'm you very appreciative, grateful. It, it helps your contentment. And there is a very fine line, I think, between that and the whole like doing without sacrifice like it's not even a sacrifice it's like you're doing it for a reason you have and so it's that balance that's different kind of for everybody but i think that that whole that ties in with everything that's minimalism that is intentional living that's budgeting it's it's all of it it's like that's where it all merges together right there give us a couple of tips of you know i know you work with a lot of coaching people like I do too. And I love to hear kind of other budgeting people's advice. So for anyone kind of starting their debt-free journey, what are some of your favorite tips? I would say if you are um, dreaming of traveling and living in an RV, because I know that Instagram makes it look like it is the best life in the whole wide world. It does. Be patient and know that the right time for you to take that step will happen. Yes. Like I said, um, I wanted to go travel out of Virginia before COVID. And if I would have done that, we would have been stuck in one campground and I will, I don't know what would have happened, but just believe that waiting and you will just know you'll have peace about it. You will know when to take that step. And, you know, I have been wrong plenty of times in my debt-free journey. And when I was paying off debt and you will be forgiven for, if you take the wrong turn, you will get right back on turn. That's kind of how we go into like every big decision. We're like, let's pause. Does this feel right? Is it, is it, do we feel peace about it? Are we, if we wake up tomorrow, are we going to have buyer's remorse? Are we going to have decision fatigue from these different things? And so I think it's like, no, it feels right. It, this was easy. This was the, this was the path that we were supposed to take and kind of all those things too. So I love, love, love that advice. So I like to encourage people to kind of break free from the hustle culture. So what is something that you love or love to do that you just do for the sake of it brings you joy? It doesn't necessarily make you any money or anything like that. I just love getting outside. Um, we love to get on the mountains and go snowboarding. And we got our three-year-old on a snowboard. Santa brought it to her. And we went skiing as a family. Um, and Rivlin, who's 11 months right now, she will get on a board. That's show me the down because, you know, snowboarding is like super expensive. So yeah. um, we'll just pass them down. And as a Southern person, I'm just like totally jealous. I've never skied. I've never snowboarded. I've never. Oh, girl, you need to get to a mountain. At least <laughs> Don't do Colorado mountains. Try like Wyoming first. Okay. Okay. Because Wyoming are smaller and they're not like just straight down. Okay. <laughs> it just sounds terrifying. So the fact that your kids, like your three-year-old is doing it, that 
brings me a little bit of hope. I'm like, if a three-year-old's doing it, maybe I can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You know, it's, it's that is awesome. That is awesome. So tell everyone where they can find you, what resources you offer and all of that. Yeah, Sammy, thank you. Um, so everybody can find me on believeandbudget.com or they can find me on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook at Believe and Budget. Um, yeah. And yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. I love I love following your journey. I love just, you know, other like slow living, intentional living, nature loving mom accounts are just my favorite. So yours is one of those. So I know we've been planning to do this for a while. So I really appreciate you taking the time out and spending a little bit of time away from your babies. I always appreciate that. So thank yes. you for everything that you shared with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get to know you more too. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I will have everything linked in the show notes. And again, thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and leave a review. Five-star reviews are what help the podcast grow. Don't forget to check out the episode show notes for links to everything that we talked about today, as well as tons of free resources to help you on your financial independence journey, like my monthly newsletter, budgeting challenges, fun downloads, and more. Head over to asunnysideuplife.com to get started. And if you want to keep up with me in the day-to-day, don't forget to follow me on social media at a sunny side up life. Well, that's all for me this week. Bye guys.